2: a feminist that works for a nonprofit that is a hunter that has only eaten wild game for the last 20 years is likely not the thing that people think about when it comes to a hunter. Jonathan West is an African American from Nashville, Tennessee. He runs a podcast called Being Husband, and he would admit himself to being a quote unquote suburbanite. Jonathan and I connected on his podcast. And he told me of his interest in becoming a hunter and that he had yet to kill anything. At that moment, I decided we needed to help him. We needed to understand why he has decided to go from being a non-hunter to being a hunter. Why would an African-American suburban dude out of Nashville want to become a hunter? So when I'm talking to you, you can look at me and okay. then you can deliver down there. Okay. So last night you talked about a photograph.
0: So I told my mom that I was gonna come out here and get involved in hunting. I told her for a little bit that I wanted to get into it. And you know, she laughed and and thought that it was something that was kind of one of those crazy things that her son's always getting into, always putting himself in situations that are random. Uh, you know, and, and even when I tell people that, uh, are like me that are, that are black. I mean, they, they tell me, you know, that's something, that's, that's like for white folks, like going and hunting is something that white people do. That's not something that, that we do. And I told my mom, I said, like, mom, didn't, didn't dad, that's what I called my, my granddad, his name was Dad. I said, didn't dad used to hunt? Cause I remember seeing rifles in his garage and uh, seeing his calls and everything like that. And I, I didn't know what any of that was cause he was a lot older than when I knew him um, when he was living. And so we never went on a hunt. We went fishing a couple of times. And then she showed me pictures of him, one picture of him with uh, a couple rabbits in his hand. And then she showed me another picture of him throwing that rabbit on the the stove. And it, I mean, it just affirmed everything that I've been interested in for so long is just being a part of the whole process of, you know, securing food for my family, like quite literally bringing home the bacon uh, and, and it's if it, it that interest in me really started whenever I got into um, you know growing vegetables and stuff like that I was like well look, you know I like meat too much to just be a vegetarian and just grow that so I got to figure out some kind of way to get this meat home and so we tasted venison my wife and I uh, one time and we loved to taste so much he's like Jonathan man you gotta get out there and get us some meat. You gotta get out there and make that happen for us. And when you do it, I want you to take a picture, I want you to get a big smile, and just be excited about what you're able to do. Um, don't let anybody freak you out and put you in a box like it really matters the, uh, how we grew up. You know, we grew up in the suburbs, black in the suburbs, and that's not something that, that we do, but it's something that you do and you need to be cool with that. So coming out here was a no-brainer. When I reached out to Robbie on Instagram about having him on the podcast, uh, my podcast, and it made sense for him to come on because this is a lane that I wanted to explore. And um, once he reached out to me and was cool with us, working on the podcast together, he came and he said, man, I want you to come work on my project that I've got going on. Cause you as a uh, African American, like you're, that's something that's missing in our community. And so I want you to be a part of what it is that, that we're working on too. And so when he said that, I was all about it. So he got me out here in Starkville, Mississippi to man, film a project that I, I believe in his work and I, I believe in what he's doing. So I had to, had to come do it, had to come experience it. I got the meat right here, got the blood on the sleeve. And I think the next step is to keep on, get my own rifle, get my own crossbow and just become what I've been trying to become for a while. So
2: I want you to talk through, you know, what you felt like in the moment talk through that moment Mm -hmm. you know you pull that trigger you take that life Mm
0: -hmm. what that was like looking out of the scope and looking at what was behind me and and then the the dodo was in front of me it's like this is this is the chance because there was a couple of times in there that we saw things come across my my scope and it was not the right time to make the move and when that dough came and we had been waiting that long, I mean, my, my nerves at first when the first couple of does were coming out, I was I was apprehensive because I didn't know if I could do it. You know what I mean? I didn't know if I could secure the job. But when that doe came across, um, it's just something else in me kind of kicked in a, a very I would say a very like primal instinct kind of kicked in. It's like you got to do this right now and get it right now because this is what you have. So make it happen. And so, man, looked at the scope, pulled that trigger, and I said I missed. <laughs> I didn't think I got it. And, man, when, when I was with the other guys in the, in the tent, Jesse and, and Mitt, they were like, man, I, I saw it hunched over. I think, I think you got it. And it, you know, still didn't feel real. Still felt like I missed, you know, because the first time I went hunting, I missed. And Gosh, when we went out there and they showed me that patch of hair uh, in the water and then I saw the blood and then I looked up and I saw her body, like, not moving. I was like, I really, that really just happened. Like, it's not a theory anymore. Like, go out and kill something so that you can have meat. It, It became reality at that point. And then standing over, uh, what that meant for me was something else in life has to provide for you. And a lot of times that's at the expense of that thing. And I will say that there's a level at which I felt, (laughs) there's a level at which I felt that what I was doing was violent and was aggressive, but that violence and aggression was directed toward me being able to put food on the table for my wife and I. And I think that the doe lived a good life and I I respect that doe and I appreciate what it provided for us because um, this is gonna be a heritage for me and my family now and, and something that we'll remember and something that I wanted to raise my kids up in. Becoming a hunter is something that felt natural. Like it felt like that's what God had made me to do. Like from the time I was a young kid, I always wanted to be outside. I was always outside catching lizards and frogs and just involved in the world, like in creation. And if I didn't pursue hunting, I don't know that my soul would have resonated really well. And that sounds really like Dramatic, but the fact is is that there's a there's a wrestling in me to be able to go out into creation and Harvest what it has the little bit that it has um, and, and, and Put that on the table for my family. I There's nothing like it. There's nothing like being able to go out into the world and bring back fruit it's just I can't even put it into words, man. It just, it it matters to be able to do that. And and I, I think if I would have started pursuing this a lot younger, I, I think that my mindset on a lot of things would have been different. I think that I would have looked at things and, and I'm gonna go here just for a second. As a a black man in America, you could have a chip on your shoulder. You could look at what happened in the Jim Crow South and say, because of those things that happen, like I'm never gonna be able to to go out and do what needs to be done for my family because the white man's always out to get me. And you know, you could let that be your story, I could let that be my story, or I could go out and allow what's already out here to be out here and harvest what it has, my little bit that I can get and put that on the table for my family. So the lessons that I learned in hunting trans translate into my mental framework. It's like you could, you could let struggle define you or you could let your, um, your desire to take care of your folks define you. And I'm, I'm choosing to let my desire to take care of my folks define me. The blood origins project is important to me because it, reminds me of who we are as a people group. I mean, human beings from the dawn of creation have had to harvest uh, meat to provide for their families. And so being a part of that heritage is not only just a, a niche cool thing to do, it's a human thing to do. It's fun to hunt because you can get a few guys together and we can sit and do nothing till something happens and then everybody's glad to see you. You know what I mean? It's like when you first go in there, everyone's, you know, we're hanging out or whatever, they're like, man, I wish this guy would go ahead and get this shot off. But then when you finally get that shot off, man, everybody's just kind of patting you on the back and, and they're glad because it's a win for everybody. The tide rose with everybody today and everybody surrounded us when we brought home the meat. My name is Jonathan West. I'm a husband. And today I'm a proud member of the hunting community everyone has their own story this is mine it's in the blood
2: well that's it for today i appreciate you listening as always leave a review share it with your friends and most importantly do what's right to convey the truth around hunting